Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Once airborne, we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may not be used. Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the President VP. I'm the host, Ricky Rifty, the Prez Logan. I got my co host, Ricky Et Dog VP Etridge. Welcome to the show and welcome, Et Dog. How are you today, mate? It's uh, one of the very, very rare occasions where we literally have not spoken since last week. Yeah, well, I didn't really want to speak to you much after. Is this because of a. Uh, I just want to bring you. Is this because of this, Rifty? Yeah, that's all right. Well, you're going to take a first L this week because we are head to head. So. Oh, forget about that. <laughs> I knew that was going to come back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> I, uh, I was going back and just checking out the episode, the episode with Zurich, and I heard the intro, I heard that part. I'm like, oh, I'm going to screenshot that time zone and time frame. Just forgot yeah, today. So, uh, how's just... you had your first older season go, mate? Now, fantasy football. <laughs> oh, mate, it's like uh, we we have been recording some episodes, and fantasy football's come up a couple times, and I said, you know. You bloody taking Dak Prescott. I am a Cowboys fan. And yeah, how conflicted I was watching that game where we're making mounting this massive comeback. And every time he rushes in for a touchdown, I'm like, shit, that's another six <laughs> points against me. Jesus Christ. Throw the ball at least. Throw it to Gallup. He's wide open. Do you, do, oh. do you, do you understand now why every time fantasy football got brought up in our recording, they've just done, I just didn't say anything. I just. I didn't want to ruin what I had planned. And, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's been no. good. But, no, we've just got off in recording this intro. We've just pumped out three episodes with uh, some North American clubs. Yeah, yeah, it was busy, busy morning. Uh, it was good, some good chats. But Unfortunately, uh, this, this Sunday, it wasn't for COVID. I would have been, what are we, it's now midday on a Sunday. Day after what the AFL Grand Final was meant to be, I would have still been in bed. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have come out yet. It would have been... It's a bit, it's a bit disappointing that no grand final yeah. this week. I would, have been, I would have been counting all my $2 coins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. Mr. Mr. Moneybags cleaning up last year. But uh, thankfully, we're at least getting a grand final. Um, but it's good. Um, but speaking of grand final weekend, so obviously AFL didn't go ahead. But uh, AFL Europe this week, or yesterday, done a fair festival of football so unfortunately a few clubs um, had to pull out due to restrictions coming back in in their countries but uh 10 i think 10 countries ended up getting to have a go and we've got something uh lined up and planned for this week to sort of uh, celebrate that with a special uh, recap show that we're going to do so keep an eye out for that one but mate today we are off to ireland 
we are off to speak to Decky Morgan from the club with the greatest jumper in the world as voted on the Cobra cast. The, uh, the official Cobra cast of the Sandown Cobras football network. My club. number one pick. Your number, number one, one seed. Yeah. Number um, one pick triumph, which was, man, it was looking a little tight there for a while. It's, you know, it, like we said, mate, some of these jumpers we picked, we rated really highly, just didn't have the support. But it was great to see South Dublin had the support and, mate, it's a ripping jumper. It is uh, credit. I think it's the Defy, I think, is the company that has made their jumper. So they've obviously done a good job. But, um, yeah, this is a good chat with Decky. This is uh, a couple of months ago now, I'm pretty sure. But, um, I do mention these are pre-recorded, so... Uh, there are things that are probably a little bit outdated. For example, I'm pretty sure we mentioned about uh, like their round two of their season. I'm pretty sure their season's just been put on hold because of the restrictions kicking back in an island. Unfortunately. Yeah, well, he was he was actually about to go play a game just after we right. spoke to him. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame that they've now gone back to restrictions. But, you know, at least they got some footy in for a few weeks there. Um but, mate, do you have any podcast recommendations today or are you going to um, do that another day? You know what? I, I feel like over the last handful of weeks, it's been like it just happens to fall on Wednesdays because I plan on doing them on Mondays and we get chatting and we start going, okay, we need to mention this, 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 and this. So I feel like I'm just going to make it a Wednesday thing from now on. That way I never have to worry about you know, the people The people line up and get come to the Cobracast for Ed Dog's podcast recommendations. And when you sign their Monday and then you sign their Wednesday, it just it throws the people off, you know? All right, so we'll make it... It's Ed Dog's podcast recommendations to get you past hump day. That's it. And also due to the fact that uh, we only release episodes now on Mondays and Wednesdays. So you've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You've got four days. Four days worth of no Cobra cast. Yeah. So if you don't want to go back and listen to the back catalogue, then... Listen to these things. Other yeah, podcasts. Just, just to get you through your hump day, we'll, uh, we'll recommend you some. All right, all right so we covered all, everything we need to cover then. So let's get in this chat. We, with... we did, but I just want to point out, mate, have you noticed I'm wearing another bit of apparel today? Yeah, you've switched up to the hoodie today. The nice. Hoodie going. nice. Uh, comfy. Yes, it is. Now, you mentioned last week you don't quite understand a vest. Yeah. Right. So I went for a walk the other day. It was a bit brisky outside, the bit of an icy wind. I had the hoodie on, threw the vest over the top as well, and geez, was my chest nice and warm. But I had just had the hoodie on. The hoodie's nice and warm itself, but when the breeze is blowing in at, you know, two degrees, it's a bit cold. But the vest just warmed me up that little bit more, mate. So so what? Your arms just freeze off while you're... No, because I was walking, so my arms were getting hot. As long as your chest is... They're not blowing anything. As long as your chest and your back are warm, mate, you're good. Well, I'll... I'll take your word for it. I'm not getting a vest. So as much as you try and sell me on this vest, <laughs> I'm not buying one, mate, all right? I'll take the jacket. <laughs> I'll buy one oh. for your birthday, mate. <laughs> all right, let's wait, get into wait, this. Wait, wait, where can the people Come get on. their stuff from, though, mate? Mate, they can head to the, the Cobra shop on our website, sandowncobrasfnc.com.au. Head to the link to the shop. Um, SED Apparel doing all a great job with all our stuff. We've got plenty of buffs there that we've already got in stock now we've got beanies in stock and we've got hats in stock at the moment and place an order for anything else you want because we'll have that all up on the shop soon 
as soon as we finalise it all. So, yeah, but let's get into this, mate. Decky, South Dublin Swans, mate. It was a great chat. Uh, enjoy this one, and we'll catch you on the next one with uh, the podcast recommendations. All right, today we would like to welcome Decky all the way from uh, Ireland. He's a member of the South Dublin Swans. Welcome to the show, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us, mate. We appreciate you getting up bright and early to, to join us before you get to head off and go play some footy. So, so you say bright and early, mate, but if someone's turning around right now and say, Ricky Logan, this Saturday, you can go play a game of footy, what time do you reckon you'll be out of bed? I probably wouldn't get it. Get a night's sleep. Exactly right, like, mate. I struggle to sleep at the best of times, and <laughs> having not get to play footy for quite a while now, I reckon I'd I'd really struggle to get a good night's sleep before. You'd be out of bed at four o'clock, ready to ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be kitted up, ready to go. So, um, but let's get into it, mate. Let's learn about you, you and Aussie rules. And first of all, I got a <laughs> your kids are causing a bit of traffic there, Dave. <laughs> You know he tells his kids beforehand that he's uh he's recording the boys now just having a bit of fun. Hasn't well worn, does he? <laughs> yeah, he hasn't well worn. Before, uh, during our last interview, I'm standing there, I think it was just like he wasn't talking and I think it was oh he just walks behind him. <laughs> I don't think he even noticed either. Yeah, yeah no, it's all good. All right, so first of all, how did you come You better across... not cut that out either, mate, just FYI. <laughs> how did you come across Aussie rules over in Ireland? Um, I think, like as, as some of the other guys who've come on here, the Irish lads, they probably would have mentioned there was a, a channel called TG Kahar. It used to show like a highlight show, and it was just this weird sport on this weird channel that sort of ran for a little bit. That sort of was a bit of a novelty, and so it was sort of always there in the back of your mind that it existed. And then as I sort of got older, um, a few of the the names that we'd have known, obviously, were the international rules. So it was pretty much a fight where the odd game of football would break out. So everyone, it sort of caught the attention of the country as just being us nice civilised lads going over and playing this, these barbarians from Australia coming to fight with us. But, um, and then obviously they started to sign a few of the big names. So it started to become more and more in the public domain, this, this big sport. And then for myself, I ended up moving over to Australia for three years after the recession hit. So, and then, being in Melbourne um, for three months or three years, sorry, it was, it's, you can't avoid it. It's, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's in the water. Yeah, nice. So did you play any footy over here in Australia? No, unfortunately not. So with the job that I had, I sort of end up working late evenings most of the time. So it was more of a, a, a drinking sport as opposed to a participation sport for me, um, <laughs> as most of us. But um, that's yeah. So I never got to, to kick any ball over there. Just literally walking about the park with the lads, kicking between ourselves, but never actually playing for a team or anything. Yeah, that's all right. And it's, it's good that you've been able to find a team back in Dublin and start playing for the Swans. But how did, how did the Swans get started, and why did they choose the Swans in the first place? Um, yes, yeah, so like I was, I was chatting to the guys there recently about it, just to find out what the actual history of it was. And I think it was back in the early noughties, There was a there was already a Dublin team here, the Dublin, um, was it, I'm not sure, Dublin Demons. And there was an, a, a lad from Western Australia, I think, decided to start up a South Dublin team, which is the South Dublin Eagles. Now, from what I heard, all accounts, there was, it went well for a while. And then a few rows broke out and the, the, 
the team sort of split off. Um, the Eagles sort of disappeared, no longer existed. And then the South Dublin Swans sort of came out from that. And I think back in that day, it was 15 Aussie lads part of the team. So all of a sudden, this new team just got created out of nothing. And I think they won their premiership in the first year just because the, all, the, all the groundwork for building a club was there. It was literally just putting on a new jersey and support and a new name. And I think the, the Swans name came from whenever they did split off. There was, I can't remember, somebody had a contact with Sydney Swans at the time and somehow they managed to get a set of old training jerseys or something like that. And that was essentially the first jersey that the team wore. So they just adopted the name of the Swans and took it from there and got a batch of football from the North, the North Melbourne Kangaroos. And, and that was the start of the club. Yeah, nice. So you mentioned getting some old jumpers from the Swans, but you recently got some new ones. And, mate, Ed Dog was <laughs> talking about big time, so I had to jump on Instagram and check out the, I don't know if it was you, modelling it with the, the massive yeah. guns doing the bicep uh, curls wish, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd, say, I'd say yes, because people won't know the difference if they're listening <laughs> or watching. <laughs> but uh, it's quite an impressive jumper, and I know Ed Dog would probably spend the next 10 minutes talking about it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you, mate. When um, I come across it uh, a couple of months ago, uh, when it was go, you were doing the orders. I was that close to messaging you, going, mate, can I get myself one of these? Because as Rifty knows, I love a good design jumper, and you know when there's detail in it, and the uh, I'm gonna guess the Dublin skyline or whatever it is down the bottom of the jumper, that sort of watermarked in there was just oh, it's it's a thing of beauty. Um, but how did you guys come up with that design for that jumper? Compared to your old uh, majority, like the, the old one was red, like mainly red, was it not? Yeah, like yeah. The, the last one before that was when the club wasn't going too great. There was very few people helping out. There was one guy, and he was pretty much like he went to one of the manufacturers of O'Neill and says, "Look, we need a red jumper." They came back with a basic design. John, send it up, give it to us. Whereas with this one, we sort of um, at our last committee meeting, we decided like. We know that our biggest, like we'll probably get into it more later, that our recruitment plan is sort of, we should be pushed around the social media because we don't really have contacts in the colleges. So we thought, right, we need to have something that's eye-catching, something that we can actually be proud of, take a bit of the, the old Swans design and try and implement a bit of Dublin flavor into it. And so like we, we literally, on that table, we sketched up a very, very crude drawing of a jersey and we sent it out to a couple of suppliers. and. We didn't really get anything back that was what we're looking for. And just about two or three weeks before we were ready to order, it was actually a new company that got in touch with us based in Ireland, they're Defy. And it's actually, it was actually a guy, Casey Byrne, ex-Carlton player, who has since flown home from Carlton and now back home. He was working with them. So he, he got in touch with us to try and get Aussie rule designs into their portfolio. Um, so we sent him the, the crude drawing and he came back with like eight different spectacular professional designs. And then there was a bit of mix and match. We took, oh, we like this from this jersey, but we'll change it to this. And a lot of that. And by the end, we, we had the jersey we have now. And like, it's, we're really proud of it. It's, it's something that we can say is it's unique. It's, it's ours. Yeah, they definitely do a good job at the fire. Um, so I come across your Instagram page the other day when I was, um, well, obviously I came across it earlier, but I was looking at it and, You've got some new training tops on, like new training tops, and you're wearing the red version. You've got a blue version of it. They um definitely they do some good jobs, and 
actually we were literally just chatting before getting on a bit, getting on this chat about how um about power companies and how hard they can be to find exactly what you want and whatnot. So yeah, we de- we definitely understand that side of things. But yeah, they look like they do an absolute ripper job, mate. So I think you guys uh have you know hit a winner with that one. Yeah, and like with the you mentioned the guy the, the photo there that was um, by pure chance it was during the lockdown. Um, the guy is actually Andrew Porter, so he's a Ireland rugby player international. Um, so some one of the boys seen him doing his deadlifts at home with a Brisbane Lions jersey on. So we contact him, says, ah, "Look, forget about them boys. Do you want to support the local team?" He says, "Yes." We dropped the jersey down to him, and he he put the photo up, and we, I think we got a few new members and sold a few jerseys off the back of that. <laughs> Nice, it's uh, South Dublin's answer to AB, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, jeez. We're going to need to show him a picture of AB when we go up this chat. But geez, I reckon he's got AB covered, and that's going to piss AB off. Yeah, we'll give some for AB to I reckon to we put a, couple of chains, put a couple of chains around his neck, mate, and get a side-by-side. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll <laughs> we'll have to, to show him. Decky, yeah. Okay, yeah. AB <laughs> is, he's one of our players, and um, he's uh, he's gotten to the, the bodybuilding. So, he, um He's throwing iron around and, and, you know, getting big. And some of the boys decide to stitch him up one day. So they got a massive picture of he him. Does, he, does, he does modeling as well. He's done a modeling <laughs> shoot. So he had this picture of him in a chain. So they blew up a massive poster of him. <laughs> and they put it up in the change room. So, but he's, mate, he's, he's AB's double the size since those chain days. Oh, yeah. He's, he's so, a big unit. I reckon, yeah. He, this, they'd be hand in hand, these two. Yeah, he, you might get some tips off him. Get get those guns a bit bigger. I reckon kill would have them both covered, though. Yeah, would have. Whenever you come over to play off from there, we'll see if he comes out and we can set them up against each other and see who wins. <laughs> I was I was going to ask that. Like, how did he how did he come across Aussie Rules? Do you know? Uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't play at all. It, it was literally just. Um... You, so you, you said he was in a Brisbane Lions jumper. So he's obviously got some. Obviously knows about it. Like that's a sort of a strange connection. Um, I think what we're starting, like, definitely what we're starting to notice here in, in Ireland is like if we go on, like there is a bit more of awareness of Aussie rules because of the amount of lads that have come over with Zach Tui and Conor McKenna and the lads playing very well. So there's, it's, it's a lot more in the forefront. So when people see the, the sleeveless jerseys, it's, I think it's a lot of the lads like to get the guns out as much as possible, have no clue what they're wearing, but the, the guns are out and the sun's out. <laughs> Well, well, fingers crossed now that he's actually he's throwing that jumper on that once he uh, hangs up the boots from his international rugby career, you might decide, you know what, I'm going to go give this Aussie rules a crack, mate. Because I reckon you sit him at full forward and no one's moving him. <laughs> Just kicking on his head. Oh, absolutely, before. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one will want to go near him either. <laughs> imagine, imagine him running out of full back towards you, mate. You would just jump out of the way and buddy. Let him take the mark. Remember how Josh Earth had run into the change rooms that day at Window? <laughs> <laughs> You mentioned uh, Casey Byrne. Did you, did you try and uh, work that into the apparel deal just to get him to come have a kick with you boys? Uh, I'd say that's about 90% of our, our deal was like, even if he came to me with absolute tries, like, oh yeah, they're brilliant, come on ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, no, like, um, look, he's, he's always welcome. I think he's, since he's been back, I think he had maybe a few injuries, which has plagued him. And I think he expected him a few times there. He was just absolutely keen to get back playing any sort of football. So, He's back now playing the GEA. I had a chat to him this weekend to see if he was about, but um, unfortunately, I'm sure you're probably aware that since the lockdown lifted, all the sports are now sort of good to go. So there's just been a massive congestion of sports. So 
everyone who plays multiple teams is sort of having to pick and choose. So because he's big into the GEA as well, so he, he's playing a, a game this weekend and probably most weekends now. So it's, there's a lot of double up and it's hard to get three weekends to come play for us. But we'll, we'll keep trying. If he's watching, yeah. Casey, come on. The boys say you have to come join us. <laughs> yeah, well, um, but I'm a Carlton supporter, so um, I enjoyed the few times he got out there and got to play. And it was a shame he sort of injuries plagued his career and he wasn't able to get, get a good runner like Zach Tui is now. And, uh, and to a lesser extent, Conor McKenna is... Uh, Tui's probably the... The top Irish player at the moment, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But uh, yeah, go on, Ethel. No, mate, you're up. <laughs> um, well, you forgot what colours we do, mate. We haven't, I know we haven't recorded for a while, but come on. <laughs> no, mate, it's, it's your question. We've already had that answered, mate. All right. So, with the women's <laughs> team, uh, you do have a women's team going. Um, how did that come about? Um. <laughs> We, it's, it's hard to say that we have a women's team at the minute. We, we've been trying to get a women's team up and running for the last two years now. Um, it's slightly different the way it works because the way the women's teams tend to be here, they're a lot more spread out across the country. So it's hard to get a localized team. So I think like, the way it, it's been well set up by Michael Curran, who's actually the, the manager of the international team as well. He runs the league for that. So they do a lot of carnival style games where they literally says okay today we're in Dublin and every female Aussie rules player will come to Dublin there'll be 30 40 with 50 whatever he happens to get and there'll be like maybe four or five come from the Swans four or five come from West Clare four or five come from Wicklow and there's sort of like a little bit of amalgamation for the sake of playing games so we're trying to build it to the point where we can take a little bit of that responsibility off and says look well we'll send you a full team it just takes a bit of time to to build from scratch to go from zero to twelve or fifteen. It's something we have to sort of. It's just the teething problems of starting a club, I think. Yeah, we're um we're in the process of getting a women's team up and going at the moment as well. So definitely understanding how hard it is to try and get something started from the ground floor. It doesn't matter how long a club's been in existence for trying to get a whole new team started is always going to have its difficulties. Um. Obviously, you said you find it hard to get players for the women's team. When we've spoken to clubs from Ireland in the past, they don't have as much trouble getting players as clubs around the world because of the fact that um, AFL is a little bit more known in Ireland. How do you guys find it hard to get players and how do you recruit players? So that's sort of been our, the, the pain of our lives for the last couple of years with trying to figure out this, this magic thing that will just get players coming down pretty often. So, like, I know with some of the other clubs, the likes of Cork, they've got a great setup with the, the two or three universities feeding into them. And it took a lot of work over a lot of years that's really starting to bear fruit now. Um, we've tried that ourselves. We just maybe just don't have the right guys in the right positions in the college to get that started. So that's why I say we, we're trying to go down the road of social media as being our big one. At the minute, we find ourselves in what I consider like a social media bubble where everything we put out is only being picked up by our current members and players. So it's trying to, trying to break outside that bubble, hence the, the photos with Andy Porter or getting the nice jerseys or the nice gear. We just find that, I guess, one of the big factors with the, the training gear that I'm wearing at the minute was that we want the lads to be able to be proud to wear these out and about at non-Swan events. 
So we've got the red one because the team colours. We've also got the blue because it's a nice contrast. But it's also the colours of Dublin GEA. So if the if the Dublin game is on, the lads might throw that out, go out and about, and get seen by a lot more. So it's for us, it's it's a lot of it just trying to be visible because we feel that there's no way there's not a hundred more people in Dublin wants to try out Aussie rules. They just don't know about us. So you, you made your like the secondary training jump uh, training shirt the same colour as the GAA club in Dublin. So they could wear it to games. Like- well, we, we always try to do, like, uh, like uh, for training game purposes, we don't like the idea of bibs. We wanted, because again, we wanted sort of photos and content for social media that, that looks the part. So we decided to go with two jumpers. And blue was always sort of like a, a third colour for us anyway. Like if we had you know, red and white, there would be like a blue trim. So we decided we'll just make it, we already have a white jersey. We'll go with this as the training jersey, but like Dublin, it's it's the county team, so it's the it's they're the current All Ireland champions. They've won the last five in a row. They're, it's a very very big following. There's big population. It's just we just wanted something that was eye catching for that. It is that's fucking genius. Like <laughs> that's what I want a clarification. Like that is one of the smartest things I've heard doing this podcast was because as you said, they can go to that game and wear the Swans training top. And still be supporting the colours of the club, that club, but also be showing off the swan. That is, that's, yeah. oh, that's that's awesome. That is one of the smartest things I've heard. There we go, Rift. We need to start working that in, mate. What have we got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just steal that that's for yourselves. That is, <laughs> that, that's 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 smart. That is one. Yeah, I'm actually quite blown away by that. That's fucking genius. Yeah, well, it's something we've been uh, happy and like we keep saying, we're chatting to all the clubs around the world, learning new things in the way. The, the thought process of uh, let's leverage the colours of the county team for us and sort of use that as, as uh, you know, thinking outside the box a bit. And it's, yeah, it's a fantastic idea. And hopefully you're getting, up, getting more guys wearing it out and about and and then people looking at the top closer and going, hold on, that's not the county team. What are the swans? And like, we kick a odd-shaped ball, but we have more fun and come down and play for the swans sometime. And for anybody watching or listening, head across to their Instagram and their Facebook, actually check out these tops because they are, it's like the design of them, are, you know, they're quality work and they, the, fire, the fire should be very uh, proud of the work they've done and you guys should be proud of what you guys chose for the design. We, so we enjoy stuff that's a bit different and it is and it's great stuff. So um, obviously across the island, you've got plenty of GAA pitches. So whereabouts do you guys train and play? So we play in... Bushy Park in Terranure, so it's a it's a local like a council pitch. And um, the reason we we go there, there's a, a number of reasons. So one is availability. If we were to approach an actual GEA team and say, "Can we use your pitch?" You're sort of told if it's free, but we might cancel your booking at any time because we have under 14 training on, or we have a a minor game. So it's it's we can't really depend on going to GEA pitches. But the other big draw is where we play at the minute. It's it's very public. It's somewhere where people will go walking about. Um, when we play on a Saturday morning for home games, there's also a, a local food market, like stalls set up for chocolates, burgers, coffee, stuff like that. And that usually draws quite a big crowd. So like I think it was one of our games last year against the Leaside Lions, where there was it looked like there was maybe a couple of hundred people out for the market. 
obviously we cleared them off the pitch to play our game and all of a sudden a few photos looks as if we've got a couple of hundred fans <laughs> coming to our game so so again for social media it looks as if yeah. we've missed a great big club it's all smoke and mirrors <laughs> yeah it's all about getting them right angles and going okay I, I know there's nobody standing over there but you go over there and take that picture yeah. and get everybody that's not even watching the game but it, it definitely looks like a decent open area that's for sure so yeah and like we, we've actually managed to recruit a few players simply by doing that it's like um we'd have lads that would literally just walk past like oh just play as the rules and can i jump in like, yeah call down we're here every week and lucky enough have a few players come join us that way as well is there a cricket pitch there not see? in this park in it's park. like a lot of it if you're looking at it on google maps there you're probably looking at like three or four pitches all at one but it's like an odd shape and they'd squeeze a soccer pitch in because it's a bit smaller in the tight area. Um, oh, yep. I see what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's still... Maybe we'll, get, we'll, we'll go for that eventually. Hopefully we'll just <laughs> take over the saw, entire park to play again. <laughs> I was just saw, like, is there a cricket pitch in Ireland? But yeah, I forgot that they actually do play international cricket in Ireland. Yeah. But no, there we go, Rifty, because I've now got a second screen, mate. I've only just got a proper second screen. I've just been using like the iPad as a second screen. I've only just today gone out and brought a second screen. So now I'm getting to live the life that Rifty's lived for the last six months of yeah. pulling up Google so Maps. And, that, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm usually stuck. Game for me coming on. <laughs> I'm usually sort of stuck. With my, the question on what my iPad and you and the screen for Zoom, that's it. Where now I'm like, oh, I can actually play around with stuff without it crashing my computer. Yeah. Yeah. What about your success? How much success have the Swans had in uh, AFL Ireland? Uh, they've had like, like again, it's it's all a bit before my time. So, I've they've I think they've won five premierships. The last be the first be in two thousand six, which was their inaugural year, and the last be in two thousand fifteen. Um, and then I think it was eleven and thirteen, and there was another one in there somewhere. Uh, but I think it's five. So I think we're joint top with some of the other clubs. Um, so we're hoping to push ahead of that this year and sort of go ahead of the pack. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Well, we've spoken to a couple of clubs over in Ireland already, and it's um, you have uh, the luxury of having a, f- a few more teams a bit closer together. You do, you are having to travel two hours to go play today, which um, mate, we don't do that for a, for any of our games. So, um, but some of the other places they don't quite have teams, you know, within even two hours. So it's it's good that there's a few quite a few clubs in Ireland that you have, you know, you're all sort of around that same, you know, you guys might be successful a couple of years and then the other teams and it's sort of, it's very competitive. Um, and maintaining a good competitive club, you need to have some good sponsors. So how hard have you found it to, to get sponsors for the club? Um, like for, for years we did struggle. We're sort of getting little bits here and there enough to keep us going. Um, thankfully enough, this year uh, and, and last year as well, when we, we went to the New Jerseys, so our main sponsor is KM Linsky, and it just happens that that's the company that I work for. Um, so it was a bit of, a bit of late, night, late nights in the office trying to convince the boss and make myself look as different, better than I am. So he's like, oh, geez, yeah, I have to keep Dakin on. He's so good here. So um, no, like it's, it's, it's been a very generous from, from my boss for that. Um, we also try and do. Like we we, co- we know we realize that it's it's difficult to get people to come in and sponsor. So we might need six or seven hundred euro to get a set of shorts or jerseys or training or help us out with the insurance. We found that going for big numbers was 
a bit difficult because it seemed to be you were either getting all or nothing, mostly getting nothing. So in the last year or two, we've actually tried to change our tack a little bit. Now, we had the luxury of having the main sponsor as the backup there anyway, so, but we decided we'd go with almost like what we call micro-sponsorship, where we'd hand out the flyers to anyone we're asking and says, look, sponsor us a footy or sponsor us a, a, a sign-up package to some Coach AFL app or you know, sponsor for a set of bibs or a set of water bottles, asking for 40, 50 quid, 60 quid. And we tend to get a better response from that as a whole. So we might gather up a couple of hundred euro from that as opposed to sort of getting zero from the big, the big ask. So that's, that was how we sort of approached it this year. That's a pretty smart way of doing it. So one thing that when we've spoken to the um, Irish clubs and that is obviously GAA is massive in Ireland, obviously. Have you played like uh, Gaelic football and that crazy sport that you guys call hurling? Um, I've, so I'm not from Dublin originally. I'm from up in the north, so a small club, Kilku. So I always played my, my GA there, um, but I haven't played a, a game of Gaelic football, I think, since before I went to Australia. It was about eight years ago, but oh. my club doesn't have hurling. It's, the, the two sports tend to be sort of regional as well, so there's a lot of areas in the country where they will only have Gaelic football and no hurling. There'll be other areas that'll have only hurling, no football. And then there's some cross between that will do both. But unfortunately, I never got the chance to play hurling opposed to just other than just hitting around the park with a few lads. But you know, awkward as a man with three left arms trying to <laughs> trying to hit it. <laughs> I Yeah, we've, we've spoken about it before. And I'm sure actually, Rifty, you can get into it. I know you will delve into it. Man, it's, you you got to be mad to play it. That's all I say. It's it's like like ice hockey is a crazy game, but they're all padded up and they got helmets on and and they're hitting the bo- the puck along the ground, you know. And hurling, you bloody picking this ball up, you bloody hitting it a hundred freaking miles an hour in the air, and then swinging bloody sticks around and cracking each other with them and whatnot. It's it's pretty uh, crazy. I think it's a lot of it's to do with who's looking and who's looking at the sport. So you're saying that from an Australian point of view, looking at hurling, we've got the hurlers coming up and says, what, what the hell are these lads doing with that funny shaped ball, slapping the head off each other? Your man didn't even have the ball and he got knocked out of it. So like it's <laughs> uh, like we get lads saying that about Aussie rules as well, especially when they watch the international rules, how brutal some of those games used to be. But, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's an intense sport, high skill. I'm I'm glad I wasn't in it because now I I get to look back and say oh I would have been a good player if I played it but I just never had the chance. <laughs> That's the best way of looking at things. Oh, yeah. I had applied that game I would have been good at it. So anyway, um, so what kind of a uh, social side of the club? What type of functions do you guys? Oh, have? No, no. The main function. What do you do for grand oh. final day? Aussie rules grand final. What do you guys uh, do for that? So what we well we try and do so because of the timing that it is here, I think it's usually like a five o'clock in the morning job when it balls up so there's a few local bars that show it deferred so starting at 10 30 in the morning so we do try and get lads to go in there and like once you're in the door it may as well be six o'clock in the evening because it's full of other aussies and like it's usually full with something else going on so we, we do try and make a day session out of the grand final um starting at 10 in the morning i know a few years ago there would have been like a, a GA game on afterwards in Croke Park, which is about 
10, 20 minute walk away from the pub. So we had lads coming in, starting a session at 10 o'clock. Then after the game, they'd go off and watch that. So they'd literally be on the beer for about 12 hours straight watching football, which is every man's dream. It sounds great. I don't know if that dog would make it to the <laughs> the GA game after it. That's for sure. He'd be. Oh, I'd get there. Don't ever get home or not though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than grand final day, what other social events do you guys do? Um, uh, like we always try and um, get a couple of the weekend, like a weekend away when we're traveling to games. So because we're not traveling 10, 15 minutes around the corner to play a team, we're we're traveling from Dublin to Cork or Galway or Belfast, so it's all two or three hour drive. So when we try and get at least one or two games a year where we'd stay down, like last year we stayed over, we couldn't stay in Cork because we tried to and everything was booked up for a concert and a GEA game. So we stopped halfway up the road in Kilkenny and did a weird shirt night and done that. And end of season, we went off to Munich for a session, which was unbelievable crack so we we want to try and keep stuff like that up because we we feel it brings the team together yeah nice so you mentioned that you travel a couple of hours away so and as we mentioned at the start you guys are back playing so you guys are lucky enough to be one of the few countries in the world that actually got your league back up and running as normal so where are you guys off to today to play so we're heading up to belfast so um belfast are the the reigning premiers so they've won it the last two years in a row so they're and it's, it's their first game back, and it's our, but it's our second game back. So they're sure to be raring to go. Like I know we were. Like as soon as like everyone came out of lockdown, like just get us to football. We just want to play. So we know they're probably in the same boat now. So they'll probably come out absolutely all guns blazing, looking to make a statement on the twenty twenty season. Yeah, lovely. So once this gets released, these games will be applied. But also, recording next week, you guys play against the newest club. In Ireland. How good is that to have another club in your competition to play against? Um, well, unfortunately, that's since changed sort of in the ah. last week or so. Ah, shit. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, like as we were talking earlier, like it's, you know, we, we were talking about the women's team, how hard it is to set up a new club. Like um, if we were to say, like, uh, like we look at our list for the Swans or look at the other list for the other teams, we sort of have about 35, 40 names down on the list come game day, you're always going to lose a few players to GEA or traveling or other commitments. Um, so we'd be lucky to get maybe 20 people coming out. So if we have 50% turnout, we have a good turnout at our games. But obviously being a new club out, they didn't have the depth in the squad yet. So unfortunately, they've had to withdraw from the league, um, to allow, which is like we, we thank them for because it allowed us to continue on and actually reshuffle a little bit. So instead of playing the Kangaroos next week, the Leaside Lions were on a break week, so we were able to just slot that game in straight away and not lose any time. Well, it's it's good in the way that they um, have come to that decision so far out. Because there's been times where, as Rifty would know, teams in our competition can't field a team, and it's the Thursday before a game that they tell you, and it's a bit like, well, so now what are we going to do? But hopefully that the uh, the North Munster Kangaroos can. Get them to over the between now and season 2021, build up enough depth in their roster that they can come into the league and you know, make your league a make it a five team league. Then, yeah, so make it a five team. So, like, it's it like we badly need it, and that's sort of why we sort of made the push and why Brian um, made the push to really try and get this team in here. Obviously, it was formed before the whole COVID pandemic came in, so it sort of made 
life even more difficult. So even if the stars aligned and everyone went well, it still would have been difficult to get a team out um, once the COVID hit because we've all been rocked by number issues. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, we, it, we're looking forward to actually having an actual team in there to provide a bit of competition. Yeah, well, well, I've, I've reached out to the uh, North Munster Kangaroos to try and get them on the show and we're going to try and work around um, getting them on in a special episode where we chat to like, I think three of the newest clubs around the world and hopefully that could help them build up a nice little uh, following and, you know, help the whole of Ireland out. So, Yeah, yeah, look forward to it. Yeah, nice. So before we get into your playing career and find about your uh, accolades, um, you are in Dublin and um, every uh, Irish team we've spoke to, we've asked them about the, the biggest Irish sporting star to come out of Ireland in the last few years, and that's Conor McGregor, uh, and he's a Dublin boy. So I'll ask you as well, what's it like when a, a Conor McGregor fight comes up and uh, over there in Dublin? Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's always exciting. Like, I'm personally not a massive fan of um, MMA or boxing or, or the UFC. Nothing, I guess, it's just I never was brought up in that, never really followed it, never really... Like, I mean, I'm used to watching Gillick and soccer and Aussie rules where you, know, you play your season and the best team here gets to play in the final for the championship, whereas with fighting, it's sort of like whoever's the nice, the best promoter sort of gets a good shot at it. So I could never really buy into that. But, like, when it's on here, it's, it's great because, like, when the Aussie rules is on here, it's on at 10 o'clock in the morning. But when the UFC is on, it's at 3 or 4 o'clock in the, at night. So... If it's always a Saturday night when you happen to be out in the town, most of the late bars will have something on. So it's, it's even people who don't care about it, like myself, can jump on the bandwagon for 45 minutes when the game, when the fight's on, and enjoy a few beers, talk as if we know what we're talking about, and then <laughs> fight's over and we go back to normal. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Rifty, I reckon me and him would get along quite well because that's pretty much my mentality towards what he has just said is literally my mentality. I don't follow it, but if it's on it, Four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm singing beers. I'll sit there and get right into it and then piss off back to my normal life. But yeah. that question has actually just triggered my memory. So one of the questions, we've just got off an interview with one of our players and it's the first player interview we've done for a while. And one of the questions that we asked them is, if you could go back in time to any sporting event in history, what would it be? And as, when I asked him that question during the interview, I'm like, this shit, this would be a good one for our international guests because it goes from being what we know to like their world. So I'm going to ask you the question, if you could pick one sporting event in history that you could go, you travel, don't travel back in time for, what would it be to go see? Oh man, I'd love to get a bit of prep for this question. <laughs> I, I, I do apologize. I see you. We only just did on the interview like 20 minutes ago, half hour ago. I'm like, that's a bloody good question. I think, I, I, I think I'd have to try and go something a bit more obscure instead of saying like, like I'd love to say when Down won the All Ireland back in 1960 or something like that for the first time. Like no, I I I love to do something so obscure like I don't know the the off to Rome somewhere and some gladiator fight or something <laughs> like something so cool. Like, okay. We don't well, even have it, video footage off now. <laughs> if it makes you you pick what you want because the bloke that we just done buff, he wanted to go back to the 2018 Grand Final just as because he's a West Coast fan, just to see that goal kick to break Collingwood's hearts again. That's all he wanted. <laughs> Out of every event he could go back to, that's what he wanted to go to. It wasn't even an event, last five minutes of the game. <laughs> so, well, more than likely, he was probably so rotten drunk that he probably forgets it anyway, so he wants to see it sober. <laughs> makes a very that, good point. That makes, yeah, 
he, he played us. He, he played us. So, yeah, a, any event, mate, doesn't need to be something fancy. Oh, look, it, it, I would love to do something different, something that's like some of the old Olympics or something like that when you had like Jesse Owens running like to, to see or, I know, yes, I, I'd say I know the Olympics won something like that because you know it's hundreds of thousand people and you know it's gone down in history. It's, it's one of those ones. Again, like the McGregor thing, you don't have to be interested in it. You just want to say, well, I was there, sort of a thing. I'll tell you what, Rifty, the first international guest we've brought that question up to, and he's already given a shit like better answer than our players get. Yeah. Our players sort of give you stand, oh, a grand final or... A, oh, you, no, yours, yours was quite obscure. Yours was a bit of a more of a history one, the Rumble in the Jungle. But, Rumble in the Jungle. But yeah, it's nice to see someone actually would go back to something quite unique and because of the fact he knows it's history. Yeah, nice. Anyway, right. mate, let's get into his playing. Let's get get into your playing. So, how long have you actually played for, and what what position do you play? So, I've been playing since 2016. So, I was lucky enough to join just after we won our last Premiership. So, I I missed out on that, um, and sort of that sort of shaped how I became as a player because after that they won that. There was a lot of older lads that sort of took that opportunity to sort of finish up their playing careers and like, if they had stayed on now it would have been good for experience to build in that but it was sort of more that we were always short of numbers so I really had no chance to build myself as a player you're sort of like you've got shorts you've got your boots you're playing go here stand there figure it out so you're sort of just thrown in the deep water the deep end straight away um, like I, like in my GA career I always would have played in defense because I've got two left feet and can't kick straight so as long as I was kicking the ball and getting it out of danger that was sort of the main thing but now with the Aussie rules I sort of drifted more into a midfield role um, again it was due to short numbers but since I've been in there I've really enjoyed it really because I think in the midfield you get a lot more touches of the ball so that you learn the game so much quicker because you're involved whereas there's guys might stand in the forward line making leads all day but they don't learn the sport as much because they would have a lot less disposals than someone out the field a bit. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Likes to be in the thicker things. Mm. So yeah. I'm gonna you constantly add shit to the run shit without running it past me, Rifty. So I'm gonna do that now. What's been your biggest highlight playing footy in Dublin or for South Dublin, or well, footy in general? Um, probably the biggest highlight, like I mean, I'm sure most people say, was um, I got called up to play with the Irish Warriors team when they went to uh, a European Cup, a European Nine tournament in Bordeaux in 2017. So that first run out wearing the green jersey, we played Scotland the first game, was probably the highlight. My Swans career hasn't really had many highlights, bar the odd win or more than nights out than the than the, the days in the pits. So we're hoping to change that this year, but. Um, yeah, playing playing international, playing for Ireland, it's it's great because no matter when we sit in the pub and watch Irish soccer, Irish rugby with the lads, and the boys are up there saying, "Oh look, there's a fellow international player there." It's, it's <laughs> like there, there's no comeback to it. Doesn't matter that no one's really playing Aussie rules. It's you have that accolade, and no one can take that away now. <laughs> the, the reason I bring that up because I'm sort of sitting going, uh, he looks like a bloke that would have represented his country. He just you've got that. 
look about you. I'm like, I don't want to be like, oh, so have you represented your country? And you'd be like, oh, actually, no. Nah. As I said, I have two left feet. I'm not that good. So I'm like, <laughs> going to sort of ease into it and see if you done. But yeah, that's, um, you know, as I've mentioned a few times, it's something that we envy down here. The fact that you get the chance to represent your country. Even now, you know, the AFL players that are playing the top, top of the game, yes, they can represent their country, but in an altered game. So the fact that you guys can represent your country as Ireland in a game that you love is, is something that we, um, yeah, we're definitely jealous of. So what number do you wear for South Dublin and what number do you wear for the international team? Um, the international team wasn't really a choice. It was more just handed a jersey one day. Um, and that day it happened to be 14, so it wasn't really a decision, but that's, that's my number there. Um, for the Swans, I wear number 10. So it's sort of a, because I was putting in the order, I sort of, like it was just a matter of getting first dibs at the good numbers. Uh, so <laughs> first person to shout gets the number. So so I'd I'd make sure my name is on the list first there before anyone <laughs> before I release it says yeah pick any number you want except number ten that's gone. And that is why I do the apparel for our club. Make sure you get the <laughs> name number in there. As I said earlier, I was that close to message email and you guys me like hey trying to get a forty two in the South Dublin jersey so I can rock it at training. And then I think the only reason I didn't actually was because. We were pretty much locked. We got told the footy season's off, and I was a bit like, "Well, I got nowhere to wear it now. I can't rock up the training and be like, hey, boys, check out the uh, the jumper.'" But anyway, well, look, we'll 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 look after you if you want. We'll obviously get something sent over. Could take a while or something like that, but if you want, yeah. let us know. I'll you know I'll put you down for what uh, forty two uh, medium is it? Yeah, no, yeah, no, I reckon we're about small nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get my, gun, all the my right bicep. <laughs> <laughs> but now, next time you do an order, mate, I'll definitely, uh, well, well, we'll probably try and, well, we do try and plan to get you on before. Um, actually, we'll plan to get you back on when you take home the uh, 2020 Premiership, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> all right, so what about AFL? Who do you follow in the AFL? Um, so I don't know if you're going to like me, so I'm a, a Collingwood supporter. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I used to do sales in Australia and I had to sort of be careful every time I said that I sort of got I either got yep yeah, I'll buy whatever you're selling or get the head off my property sort of a thing <laughs> um, so it's a hit or miss but yeah yeah that's um, you probably should ask that question before you started mentioning that <laughs> yeah. black, all he wanted to do was go back and watch Collingwood supporters get their heart broken again <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm sitting. Oh yeah, Collingwood. I've got. I'm like, ah, oh, geez, I'm a bit of a ship like, aren't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, what about your favourite player? Who's been your favourite player? Um, I think I'd probably have to put down Scotty Pendlebury again, number ten, Collingwood. Like it's just like you when you like, when we watch our games from here, he makes it look so easy. He can have ten opposition players charging him down, and he doesn't look phased. Doesn't even. He acts almost as if they're not there and just sort of looking up the field. It just Everything's so calm and relaxed. And I think it's sort of what we try and get our players to aspire to, is to sort of not panic on the ball, just sort of relax into it and find the man, look for the right option. So I'd say Scotty P would be the, the big man there. Yeah, that's, that's right. I, he's probably the only Collingwood player I don't mind, to be honest. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind Pendles. He's all right. There's a few when- other. When you can, I, I was never a big fan of penalties, and that's just because, you know, obviously, Essendon fan, anyone that pulls on that Collingwood jump is a, not up my alley. But then you actually start to watch him, and the fact that the boy can literally get the ball, 
have 10 blokes around him and he looks like he has an absolute eternity to use the footy. It's just, it's almost like time stops when he has the footy. And it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely a player that you would aspire your players to have to be like in local footy, that's for sure. Yeah, he's skillful and he's not the quickest bloke out there, but he just makes it. He's one of those guys that just makes it look easy what he's doing. And when you've played the game and you've never played it against anyone that's as hard as what he's playing against and he's making it look so easy, how is he doing it? So, yeah, he's he's different to your Dusty who does the hards, you know, giving the don't argues and doing all that stuff. Pendles just goes about well, it, and before you know it, he's had twenty touches, and and all twenty. As we spoke about the other week in Zoom beers, his twenty touches have all had an impact. Yeah, he's not racking up forty to touch touches where six will have an impact. His twenty will all hurt you. Yeah. Um, anyway, mate, uh, it's our favourite time. Yeah, it's time to throw your your teammates under the bus before before we let you go and jump in the bus to go to. To Belfast, it's time to throw some teammates under the bus. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you got first, Ed? Dog. All right, mate. So, who from the Swannies would be the class clown? Oh, the class clown, I'd say. It's hard to know because I'd say probably um, Marty, Marty, who gets the the very apt nickname of Crazy. Um, I think he's he's been around since the days of the the formation of the the Swans um, from the Eagles. So he was. He's stuck in the middle of the, the split and the fallout, so we can probably put him down as the founder of the club <laughs> based on his clowning around. <laughs> um, but no, he's always like, I mean, any social night out or even just on the pitch, he's just, he lightens the mood. He keeps it nice and light for the player as well. He just sort of that, don't let people get sucked into the pressure of playing this new game or getting tackled. He'll be out there having a laugh with it as well. So he's, he's a great lad to sort of, to bring back down to earth. Yeah, lovely. How about the party animal? Uh, I think he doubles up on that as well. I, think that's, <laughs> I that's did part think of the that could have been the case. <laughs> they, they, go, they go hand in hand, just like salt and pepper. <laughs> oh, nice. So he's good. Is he playing, t- playing today? Uh, no, I think he's done in, done in the back. So he was playing there the last day um, against Galway. And I think it might have been a bit too much for him. He's, he's showing the age a little bit. But uh, no, unfortunately, we don't have him today. But he's, he's always a great man to have around. But we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll have to make do without him. We'll, um, we'll just have to sink some beers on the sideline then and, and start on the party. But uh, all right, who's the guy that just takes the game far too serious? I'd say it's probably the guy that got up at 7.30 in the morning to speak to you guys. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, look, well, well, all the other guys are like, oh, yeah, great, we have a game on Saturday. I'll be sitting there with a the game board, like a conspiracy theorist that hasn't slept in 10 days with all the <laughs> notes and pages and stuff like that, trying to work out even if it's just trying to work out who's going in what car to get up there, it's just, <laughs> so I'd say that's definitely me then. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, we always love it when someone throws himself under the bus. Um, I also love the fact that it was only about, before we got on the chat, we were chatting about conspiracy theorists and also we both, sorry, and he brings up about conspiracy. That's, that's why I pissed myself off so much. Come on. Plenty of them getting around at the moment. Anyway. All right, so who's the guy that you uh, wouldn't want to have to share a room with on one of these footy trips away? Um, Jesus. So there's a, there's a few lads there we, we won't mention for, for, for certain reasons, but um, <laughs> I'd say Gravy would be, gravy would be our, our lad. Like, we'll, like, you don't know if he'll show up 
drunk in the middle of the night at four o'clock. I think that was the case in when we went to Munich. So it was we were all bunked up with different lads and the best crack of those away trips isn't the night itself, it's the morning after when you when you find out what the lads get up to. Um, there's always an interesting story when that man's around who's and he'd never miss a night out, you'll you'll tell him, Look, we're we're going for a beer to celebrate some real arbitrary things. Like, yep, no worries, I'll be there. He'll rock up with his bag of cans. So I'd say gravy be that lad we don't want to share a room with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you mentioned gravy. That brings us to the next question. We love a nickname here. Who has the best nickname at the club? Okay, so we have I probably have two for you. So we had one up until last week and the new one came in. So the first one would be Dragon Carp is math. And it all came from, as I said, we, we did a, a night out last year in Kilkenny and we said, look, lads, instead of just rocking up here, we'll throw on a crazy shirt. And Oh, man, he came out with this weird-ass shirt. That it's, I don't like, And we, we didn't know how to describe it. We were trying to work out what the design was on it and it looked like a dragon and a carp and a half mixed between a Pokemon and a flower and something like that. <laughs> so the name just came from there and just stuck with them. Um, the other name doesn't sound as funny until you hear sort of the story behind it a bit. So we have a, a new guy started this this year, Adrian. So we're trying to pick a nickname for him and the obvious nickname with Adrian has to be Rocky. Um, so we we ha- we, ha- we we christened him Rocky and then first training back after that last weekend, um, he broke the nose of one of our other new recruits going up for a ball. So, so he's... He's cemented in that nickname, so that's that's definitely going to stick now. <laughs> so we're we're down a man this week, but we've got a cool story to to come out of it. <laughs> was he trying to fight that nickname as well? Was he? No, I, I think against it. I, I think he enjoyed it. I think I think like knowing that you can't have a nickname that's kind of out there or weird or funny. Um, I think he was happy enough that he got a a reasonable sounding one that sort of that, that doesn't sound too bad without the context. Yeah, that's fair. We, we, you get them bikes where you give them a nickname and they're, they're like, you know what? I'll take it because it's a lot better than other names I've been called before. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it just shows that um, we have so much more in common with the Irish lads um, as, you know, everyone at our club has to have a nickname. As soon as somebody rocks up new and it's great to see that you Irish boys over there have that same thing that as soon as an, a new guy walked in, Adrian... Uh, What's his nickname? It's got to be Rocky, and you got one straight away. That's awesome, Lee. I remember one night with us, with um, now known as Sticks and Stones, two brothers that come down. It was the discussion for the beers afterwards. It was okay. We got two new blokes. What are their nicknames? And we sat, we sat there for an hour drinking beer, thinking of nicknames for them. <laughs> yeah. It's... Okay. Well, you guys are the professionals then. So, what what nickname would you give me? Is oh, your geez. question putting you on the spot? Yeah. Oof. Jeez, I don't know, man. He hasn't had enough beers yet. Yeah. <laughs> so so oh, straight man. away, because you're not a fan of fighting, you'd go Connor, just because you're not a fan of fighting. You're Decky, Irish. Decky's a pretty good I do like Decky. Where does Decky come from? Is that last I, name? It just, uh, no, it's my short. name is Declan, Decky. so it's just ah, short version of Declan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's, it's a good name. Yeah. When you've got a, you got a, an easy, see, that's, every name in Australia has to be either a nickname or shortened, so. If there's yeah. a Declan, they're always going to get Decky or Deck or. Well, you've managed to get Rifty. Rifty, yeah. So, my nick, my name is Ricky, and my nickname's no shorter. But your name's Ricky, and yours is Ed Dog. But you, it's no either shorter. a nickname or you get it shortened. It's it's either it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's either they put an I E a Y an O or a Dog on the end of uh, in Australia. 
it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's sort of like the, the, the sign you know you're welcome when you've got the nickname if you're still yeah. getting called by your real name it's like you're sort of just going to be this passing guy he's gone soon anyway we have a, we have a pretty simple rule at our club that the only people if a bike that has a nickname and that's what everyone knows him by the only person that can call them their govern, government name is their partner so our coach Fattis his name's Matt and the only person I've ever heard him call Matt is his fiance. My wife one day goes, oh, yeah, Robin and Matt. I just looked at her and I'm like, no, you, you don't do that. That's, she, it's fattest to you. Yes, Robin calls him Matt. You, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remember, we'll, we'll try to implement that this year. Yeah, no, it's a simple rule. It's a, it also doesn't help the fact we have about 35 Matt to our club. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the worst is when you, you only know a bloke by his nickname. You've never, ever called him his real name. And then you run into like his mum down the street and you go to ask, oh, so how's such and such going? And then you're like, shit, I can't even remember his first name. And I don't want to just call him by his nickname. I don't want to speak to his mum, but it happens all the time. I run into Ozzy's mum and I'm like, oh, how's Oz? <laughs> Jason, Jason. <go." laughs> the thing is, I reckon she would know him by Oz over Jason anyway. Yeah. But well, mate, that many mats, you can just take a guess and say, oh, yeah, how's Matt? <laughs> 50-50 yeah. chance you got it right. <laughs> oh, unless you accidentally call him Michael. You got to kill those as well, so. The thing is, the, the majority of people at a club that parents you sit out the street, their name is Matt. <laughs> yeah. That you know anyway. That's true. But, all right, mate. Uh, thanks for joining us. We do appreciate you getting up bright and early to, to join us. And um, best of luck with your game today. Hopefully, even with a few, few players out, you still can have a good crack at it. Um, and yeah. mate, like Cat Dog said, we'll, we'll have to catch up with you at the end of the season and see how you go, whether you, you make it to the granny or not. I reckon we'll... I'm sort of hoping this is what I'm hoping because I respect the Lee side. I'm hoping South Dublin Lee side grand final. We do it, uh, organized to record that week, releasing our Thursday night before the grand final. A bit, a bit of a shit talk between the two clubs and a bit of a build up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, me and me and Sol will go toe to toe and that will. Both on the same chat there, we'll yeah, <laughs> just slinging mud everywhere. That's what I'm hoping for. All right, he's predicting, he's predicted, all right, South Dublin versus Leaside Grand Final. It's hopefully you boys we'll, can we'll, do we'll it. We'll look it in. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, thanks again for joining us and best of luck for not only today, but the rest of the season. And yeah, thanks again. Yeah, cheers, lad, for having me. Thanks very much. Uh, it's great that you're doing this thing. It's, it's, it's something we couldn't have thought of so it's a great way for us to try and promote the club so thanks very much and keep up the good work no good mate thanks for joining us we appreciate it, mate thank you see you guys bye thanks for watching the cobra cast with the present vp and if you need somebody to talk to why not contact new life psychology in berwick they are now taking phone appointments or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info and we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra cast with the present VP.